Did You Have To is a proud member of the Bawaii podcast community. Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Yeah! Nisha's quirk, stress ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, waifu warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Did You Have To? And we're continuing our Fantasia Fest 2020 coverage with Kakiguri. I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And this movie was a hell of a lot better than I expected it to be. Literally, I think it, it lands in my top five adaptations. Really? It's not one, two, or three, but it's in the top five. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I can't wait to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely think it's up there for me. I think one of the things that this made me want to do was it made me want to go watch the live action series because I tried to and I fell out of it. But all of the actors from that series reprised their role in the movie itself. So um, for those of you who don't know, Kakaguri is a manga and anime called Kakaguri Compulsive Gambler. The manga is published in the United States in English from Kudansha Comics USA, and the anime is exclusively on Netflix and published as a Netflix original. Um, it's an etchy. It's weird. I feel weird saying it's an etchy because it's not a lot of skin. But a lot of the situations themselves are etchy. But, like, it's not even, like, every... Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, there's certain characters that are etchy. Yeah. For sure. Because I think, for me, it's the way that it replicates the... Do you know what Ahigao is? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Okay. I'm exposing myself. Ahigao is a thing in hentai when the girl has like her mouth open and like her tongue out that's called yeah it's called (laughs) ahigao um i may be pronouncing it wrong but it's like a h e a g o i think Um, i just always called it hentai face hentai face i just always called it that i so i watched a video called because i didn't know what it was called until i watched a video uh called old people react to hentai and then they like they had Ahigao on there and they like, gave you definitions of what it was. And like the old people were like, oh no, she's so pretty. Why is she doing that? It was adorable um, and messy. Uh, just, <laughs> I was going to make a hentai joke there, but I'm not. Going to. <laughs> it um, makes <it> <laughs> um, But yeah, it, it's that. And I think for me, I haven't read the manga, but the anime's animation style for me, is actually very rep- reminiscent of hentai-style animation. Like, the different types of shines that they put on the skin, the close-ups of different facial features, um, that kind of stuff really is what makes me think Kakaguri is an ecchi, even though it's technically more tamed than Food Wars, which shows so much skin, um, yeah. and, like, has references to orgasms that I don't think, like, 
I don't know. It's weird. It's very two opposite ends of the spectrum because I think Food Wars is like light and bubbly, etchy with a lot of skin. And Kakaguri is like the dark shit where somebody plays Russian roulette to get off. And (laughs) yeah, that part. (laughs) Um, But uh, so Nisha, have you watched Kakaguri? Yes. I've only watched the anime both seasons. Um, I will say like, I've definitely loved the second season more than the first one, but it's, it is really good. I think the premise of it all is that like they go to this rich private school and these rich kids are gambling and I, I don't know I'm just like I just love um what's the main characters Jibame is her last name but um yeah Yumiko Yumiko I just love Yumiko so much how she's just like I just love gambling and you think it's you think that she's just like some airhead or they try to make them seem like she don't know what she's doing and then all the while, this girl is just like, I don't want to say scammer. No, she is a scammer, scammer. because she pretend, <laughs> she's that person at a billiard table who would use her looks, pretend that she can't play, and then take all your money. Like, that's exactly what she is. I love her for that. I love it. She's like so much in the, in the anime. She's like losing and then pulls off this big come from behind because she was really just gathering information on the person, not right. actually losing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and, is she reckless? Yes. yes. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's like a little bit of the anime. And the thing is, is the anime is so over the top, like not only just in the expressions that the characters do, do their voices, the content matter, but there are also like these large extravagant gambling things. Yeah. Like there's an entire, entire, entire idol one. There's a guillotine one. There's the Russian roulette one and like a torture chamber that's like straight out of the saw. Like yep. this shit's crazy, y'all. Um, one was a labyrinth. Yes. Like, there was that tower labyrinth. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, will they show that one and this one? But like the we'll get into the live action, but like that's like a, it's like a completely original story. Yes. Um, yeah. And and I think and so when so when you went into this, what were your expectations? I, so having not watched any of the live action series, I kind of went in like blank slate, only going off of the anime. My expectations were like, okay, are are y'all going to do the thing? Like, you know, this anime does a really good job of, like, capturing people's faces. And, like, how you said, like, over the top. But it's, like, it's really how Yumiko makes that one face. And it's not... Where her eyes go red? Yes, when her eyes go red, she looks like she's not going to kill somebody. But she's, like, when she's caught somebody in her trap. It's because it's that ecstatic gambling moment where she's reached that, yeah. So I was like, it was definitely for me, I was like, okay, expressions, because like this anime really, like it's the expressions that the characters make. I was kind of like going in with that, like, I want to see like how they do that and if that'll be good. But then like, as far as other expectations, I kind of went in with low expectations. Like I didn't, I didn't have anything to go off of besides the anime. And I was like, all right, I mean, it's pretty grounded as far as, you know, they're just gambling teenagers, but it's the gambling that is the most like, outrageous craziest thing they're doing yeah 
And so as we switch into the live action from the anime, as Nisha said, this is an entirely original story that is from um, the mangaka themselves, Hamura Kawamoto and uh, Toru Naramura, uh, Naomura. Um, that's the writer and the artist of the manga who also helped with the anime and came up with Kakaguri the live action, which now when we reference Kakaguri, we will be referencing the live action just so you know. It is directed by uh, Sutomo Hanabusa. Um, and oh, actually, I got it wrong. Kakaguri is not published by, uh, by Kodansha. It's published by Yen Press. Um, got my companies mixed up, but it's pub- it's published by Yen Press, not Kodansha. Sorry, Yen Press, I still love you. Um, you just read a lot of manga. That's all. Yes, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, so the so adaptation, I don't think really fits with this film because mm-hmm. it's not adapting anything we've seen, and and this is again. Right not coming from people who've read the manga, just from the anime and the live action series. And the live action series adapts, um, I believe, the manga. And so like the, the live action series, the anime are adapt- adaptations of the manga. And then this exists as something that like takes place after both. So eat, so okay. if, if so as you're watching the live action, there are a lot of scenes that are that are shot that are from the that are from the live action series which are things that happened in the anime uh so like when they right. all go into that giant gambling tournament um mm-hmm. the guy with the little flower was the annoying dude um yep. and so it's a continuation of the story that you already know so i think that it's really accessible for fans of the anime um, who have watched the first two seasons are look and are looking for something else. Um, but while it references those back pieces, this film takes on something completely different. So it exists it, it goes with the existing live action Kakaguri canon, live action canon. Uh, so like Nisha said, Kakaguri takes place at Hayakoa Private Academy, where gambling determines the school's hierarchy. Those who lose all their money wind up in the in and wind up in debt are called doggies or dogs. Um, for the other students, this could really turn into a hentai very fast if they wanted it to. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's some dojin out there that has. Um, <laughs> and those with the most money run the school, making up effectively the student council. Um, and the student council, you can see it as illustrious or you can see it as infamous. We get we, we get to see people who desperately want to be back on it. And then we get to see people mm-hmm. who want to dismantle it, not only in the series, but in this movie too. Um, our main character is Yumiku Jambani. Um, she's played by Manami ha- uh, Hamambe, who is the same actress who plays her in the live action series. Uh, she is a transfer student who is in constant search of the ecstasy the gambling provides. This has led her to challenge the student council and beat all of those who crossed her path. We get this really cool montage at the beginning of the movie where you kind of get to see her taking down different student council heads up to the point where we're at. So it's a really good refresher to understand why the student council doesn't like her. Um, While fans of the source material will enter the film knowing Yumiko's purpose, 
Kakaguri recaps it extremely well. And I would say probably the first 20 minutes serve the purpose of re- of both recapping what happened before, but reintroducing people into the new setting. And that new setting is when the village shows up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the village is essentially an anti-gambling cult is the easiest way to put it. Um, yeah, because also I'm, I'm assuming they're Amish is what they were going for with the so, boys' clothes. I'm, I mean, yeah. I always like because there was the hats and the clothes the boys wore, but I'm like, I'm so not saying I would Amish say, I, I w- No, no, no. I, I would say more Mennonites. So just like really, so really like uh, sty- the style is inspired by people who shut themselves off for the world. Right. is probably the easiest thing westerners who do that which in in america specifically mennonites and amish is probably the closest depiction that you can think of that mm-hmm. um obviously we're not calling those things a cult even though technically all religions are a cult when you break it down because cult is a very specific and academic term that does not get utilized that way in popular culture but as somebody who studied cults i digress <laughs> you sure I feel like you want to no, go. No, I have strong feelings about cult versus religion. <laughs> I've written papers on it. Um, <laughs> one day we we can do an episode. One day, I'm sure there's something on anime cults. Yes, there's a lot of them. There are, and then the evil priest. Don't do that drag to me. Them. You just want to drag I, me. No, I just like talking about evil priests and anime because they're 99.9 percent of them are evil. And like seventy five percent of them are real hot. Yes, that too. <laughs> I know. I know. I will drag you for a lethal. <laughs> and one hundred percent of them, Kate, will date. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> but put that down in our in our in our journal of potential episode topics. Yep. So while the village ditches the red academy jackets that everybody else has, which the costuming in this film is really, really good, uh-huh. they are not. So they're a cult in that they have one mind. They're pushing for one thing together. They're really creepy, but they are. They also serve a purpose. So the village is actually trying to break the hierarchy that is established at the at the academy. Because the majority of the members who are there are all past doggies. So they're people who are specifically in debt and then ended up abandoning that debt and moving to the village, which is like a building on campus. Like these kids don't go to school. That's the number one thing you should know. Yeah. Um, which like, I ain't nobody also, in classes. No one's in classes because they're trying. There's, it's, it's, it's Where are the teachers? Where are the we're the teachers in anime if we want to go that deep because I don't think we saw a single adult maybe once but like the, the the student council it's like one it's one of those animes where the student council runs the entire school yes because that's a genius idea give an entire school for children to run <laughs> I just I, it is one the of those weird children tropes. to run Yes, sadistic children to run, and I just, ooh, one day, <laughs> we'll get into that, but, yeah. Anime, no where are the adults? <laughs> Another episode. Uh, I'll write that one down. Uh, but continue. So, 
Um, so the village itself exists to bring equality to the academy. That said, Eri, Arukibuji, Arukibuju, I think, Arukibuju, Eri, um, seem, she assumes to be the leader of the village when we're first introduced to them, because she's like this woman who's, or this girl who's leading everybody. She's also dressed in white. She commands the space. Um, But it turns out that she's not actually the leader. The leader is Amane Murasame. Um, He cute. Um, I like the power he was. Just make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please speak that age into existence? Let me just double check again. (laughs) 26 years old. So, sorry. He was also in a yaoi. Called his. Yes. Well, I know what we're watching soon. <laughs> Description of that movie. Two boys met and fell in love with each other in their high school days. Then 13 years have passed. The two live in different places. Nagisa has left for Australia after breaking up with Shun. Nagisa got married to a woman and have a, and has a child, but they have difficulties to continue their marriage. He's still in love with Shun, and then he goes back to Japan with his little girl to see him. This sounds amazing. Sounds like a mess, and I'm ready for it. It uh, sounds like it's going to be beautiful. And yes. Anyway, this is not oh, our no, BL episode, it. which we will have at some yeah. point. Um, I just need Nisha to read more BL, and then we'll... We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> I live vicariously through you, and you tell me what to read. <laughs> it often has to do with Yakuza and or supernatural creatures. That's like vampires brain. or werewolves. Um, <laughs> everybody go read Coyote. Really good. Um, it has both those things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to get it. Um, so... Amane is actually the only person who has ever been the school's president, Kirari Momobami, um, which if you have ever seen anything with Kakaguri, Momobami has the best hairstyle of like any anime person, in my opinion, with the two, uh, the two looped braids that go from white to blue. It's gorgeous, and I love her. I know I'm not supposed to, but I do. She's played by Liza Keda. Um, and he has his own reasons that go like real deep into why he hates gambling. And so essentially when the student council decides to take down the village, they do so by making a representative like runoff gamble and the votes, you can only get votes by playing and gambling and you can only cast votes by gambling. So they effectively force everybody in the village to break their oath and start gambling again otherwise they're going to be expelled um so mm-hmm. mane refuses to do this and in his stead airy takes it up um and she partners with uh i don't even know her name but another character um yeah. who seems like she's going to be a main character but is really just like a plot point um yep. That's it. and of course uh yumiko partners with the annoying Suzui. I hate that child. He's so much. so much more annoying in this than he is in the anime. Because in the anime, he's not trying to 
change her? He at least like a voice up like, you really want to gamble 300 million yen right now? Okay, sure. But like, he not praying and like, please save Yumiko from gambling. Please, like, like, he's not doing that annoying crap. Mm-mm. I just, this, I just did not like him in this. Yeah, and I think it's also hard because the he's like his actor is just not as good as an actor as the actress who plays Yumiko because yeah. Yumiko's character doesn't talk that much, mm-hmm. but she acts with her face so well. While Suzui is like annoyingly loud and yes. doesn't shut up, and it's it's just not that great. Um, <laughs> uh, it, I, I really like if we could have reversed some things here. The guy Amane, the actor who played um, the village, the, the village leader. I wish he had switched places with him. But then, why would the, that? But the village because he doesn't talk. To be, but he the, doesn't even talk. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he doesn't talk that much, and that's it. That's like fair. if we just if we just wanted someone quiet not to say much, I would have made him be quiet and not say much, and I would have much preferred him to stand next to her the whole movie. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, fine. I digress also. I'll take that. (laughs) Um, And then essentially everybody ends up doing these different gambles. I think there are only two main gambling stages to whittle it down to become the school representatives. Um, That's Kakaguri. So what did you think live action wise like did you feel like this hit the anime's like heart and soul or did you think that it was a little too detached i felt like it did it hit the core elements of it for me like you know and i think what sells it for me is like the costuming yeah yumiko like it was for me it all depended on like how yumiko's actress was with you know like you said, like she doesn't say a lot, but it is how like she acts and like with like her facial reactions for me, and that's what made it for me. I feel like that was that's a big part of the core. Like her doing the whole bubbly, like yes, let's play, and then like her being like so like people not suspecting her of anything, and then she just comes in with like a dagger and yeah. <laughs> like figuratively, not literally, of like like twisting and winning people, and like her whole thing of like to first beat your enemies, you must betray your friends. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, those kind of lines that, like, I think that kept, like, the core for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, besides that, I, I mean, I really think, like, it it, did, it didn't feel too detached, but it did give a, an original story with it. So, like, if I'm just looking at the original story, I still feel like it could have fit into the source material just yeah. as well. What about you? That's a really good point. I think I think Yumiko is definitely the best part of the movie when it comes to adapting um, a character. Mm-hmm. Um, that actress is phenomenal in the fact of how she can command a room really silently. Um, and then also, you're right when she flips on that like on a dime to become mm-hmm. crazy Yumiko. Um, it's real good. I think the other thing for me that worked out really well is that it was able to maintain the stakes of gambling Mm. without 
all of the contraptions. Like the two gambles that we see is a rock, paper, scissors thing where they collect cards. And the second one is essentially like war. They're playing war, right? Because war, you like, you had, they're, they're playing war essentially with seven cards each or eight cards each. Um, and it, it, they have a spotlight and they're kind of an arena, but like, it's, you're not using a giant guillotine or like anything like that. Right. A torture um, device. Cause I exactly. remember that being, that was a, that was a thing in the anime where it's like, you have to put your hand in and like, you could lose your hand or no, you have to put your finger in. You could lose a finger yeah. if you like pull the wrong, if you pull the yep. right string, but you also are the winner. But I'm like, what? Yeah. And so that, and and that's the thing that like, I was really surprised by how well it was able to pull off the gambles without the dependency on the, like the shock value that the anime has. And so I think that that, that for me was probably the best, one of like, Yumiko was the best character, but the best thing of the movie overall was the fact that it somehow did this without, without going over the top, which like, I feel like if you come into this movie wanting that like en- that etchy filled kakaguri, you're gonna be dissatisfied. But like y'all, that would be weird because anime teenagers are not real teenagers. That that's not they don't they don't look like that, and it gets real weird real quick. Which is why Nisha looked up that man's age. Yep. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so like I'm happy it didn't go super etchy. Um, like yeah. happy. Um, so I think if you don't go in with that, but you're looking for something that, like, okay, what would Kakaguri be like if it came to life? Um, I think you get mm-hmm. that here. Agree. Like, it. I think this. It just. It does do a good job of just being that. Like, it's like if you see Kakaguri coming to life in the on. Like, if it were, if this was a real. If this anime existed in the real world, I would yeah. feel like, oh yeah, this is definitely the world of Kakaguri. I don't, yeah. it doesn't feel like, it's not like, you know, like Jojo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could go, I could think of like going to the Kakaguri and like, yeah, this could totally be happening yeah. at some crazy school. But like with Jojo, I'm like, yeah, no, none of this is real. No, not, yeah. Yeah, and I think a part of that has to do with the costuming of the characters and the characters in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was really well done. I thought the costuming was well done. The hair was well done. Like, all of the characters looked like themselves. I mean, obviously, minus yeah. some of the hair coloring, but it was really good. I thought Mama Bonnie looked phenomenal live action. Like, her wig was good. It was so good. Not a bad wig in the bunch. No. I can, I can honestly say that. Not a bad wig in at all on any character. But like her especially because I love her design. Like with, yeah. especially with her makeup. I need I can't remember if like how they did like, you know, the blue lipstick the and lips. everything. Yeah. Yeah, the lips and everything. But like I just love that character's design and everything. Um the, uh, even the characters on the uh, the, the other like student council um characters they did a really good job with their costuming and everything like there's even the girl who wears like the dog onesie or yes, the dog hoodie. that was adorable and i want it it's it's a it's a kigurami so it's like it's like a giant onesie um mm. i want it 
yes really it was bad. so good and like i mean i don't remember all the student council like students names but like i could recognize them from the anime and i was like oh that's that one mm-hmm. and that one the, and like the, oh the girl who has her eyes closed in the yes. kimono mm-hmm. that was really well done that was and like even though we're not spending a lot of time with them i do feel like it's just it's it's nice to see they put in the effort with their costuming. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I loved it. I really did. And the set design. Yeah. The set design was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you think kind of stood out that you would want other anime live actions to do from this? Honestly, yes. And I mean, I know I already talked about it, but it it, it is the facial expressions. Um, like I think in the reactions, like I understand with anime, it's not always easy to capture, you know, like to replicate what their faces yeah. do in an anime because it's animated. But what they did here was like they did the pupil thing, where like they actually shrunk their pupils. Like I'm sure the ca- whoever like you know shot it or edited the film, they went in digitally and they like everyone everyone's eyes bugs out. It's yeah. like something very small that I noticed, but I thought that was very well done. Of just like, yeah. you know, bringing a little bit of the leaning more into like this being based off of an anime. And I thought, like, that's cool. That's nice. Like, leaning into it and not feeling like you have to like make it so grounded. I mean, it's pretty yeah. grounded in itself, but it is just like, it's that nice thing. And then also just going off of the faces thing, it's the lighting that they do to show the intensity of that character's mood. So it's yeah. like with Yumiko specifically, when like she does that switch of like, I gotcha, like, I gotcha, bitch she's like there's just like the way they hit the lighting on her face that changes her whole persona and i think that's something i would like to see more anime do because the anime does that where like you know you hit it the character in the glasses yeah like, that kind of stuff but like this is like more intense what about you no i think that's a really good idea or that, that's a really good point that they they brought elements of the of of the anime to the live action but they did it in a way that it just works and it's kind of like not over the top yes but like it still hits you um mm-hmm. i think if we compare this to what decoy like i think that this oh, yeah. is probably like i actually think that this is a closer adaptation even being a, an original story than what decoy was mm-hmm. when it comes to hitting uh key points and I wouldn't and I like the way I like the way Watakoi integrated a lot of those anime themes and a lot of like the lens the lens flare and like all that stuff mm-hmm. um, but it, it's really cool to see Okakaguri does it because it does it in such a different way um right. but yeah oh yeah. I also do want to retract what I said earlier so I looked at the cast just to make sure not everybody is from the live action but a lot of them are or from okay. the live action series. Um, so a lot of them reprise their role. So it looks like the vast majority of the main cast does retain their roles, but there are a few changes and that that goes with the story. So I want to want to correct that piece. But um, yeah, I I don't know if it was because I expected absolutely nothing from this movie, but I really liked it like a lot. I want to say that might be the, that's the same thing for me because I let's comparing it obviously not comparing Kakaguri and Watakoi next to each other side by side but like comparing to like how I went into Watakoi and how I went to Kakaguri I went to Watakoi 
like expecting to have a lot more attachment to the source material and that felt a bit detached but it still has some core elements but it felt more detached for that to me kakagure feels more attached to a lot of the things in it from like the anime while it not being you know a retelling yeah. of the source material whereas waltakoi is slightly a retelling of the source material but with a a different adaptation i don't know yeah. if that makes sense because no like, it makes yeah okay yeah it makes complete sense because kakagure is an original story that hasn't been adapted yes but yet you feel exactly like this is kakagure you don't think about it being something else whereas watakoi is adapting the source material mm-hmm. like the actual story but they do so many different things that it's like is this yeah. watakoi yes like part of it's watakoi and another part you're just like uh, I don't why are know. they in a love quadrangle <laughs> The love quadrangle, I can't. Oh, we already went down this once. Oh, but yeah, no, I think that's a, like, and I can use that example because like, now that we've watched both of these for Fantasia Fest, I feel like, yeah, these are two examples of adaptations where, you know, you have one that is retelling the story from the source material. And then you have one that's like, this is just the story that fits into the source material really well. Yeah. And it feels like it's a part of the franchise without it feeling forced. Yeah. Well, I guess, how do you want to end this? Like, what are your final thoughts on Kakagari? The final thoughts, I really want, I want another one. I want another movie. Yeah. Like, like, it kind of bothers me that it takes place after season two because there's a lot of stuff in season two that I would love to see, like, like, adapted, especially, like, I mean, there's a bunch of games in season two that could be a movie in itself. Like that Tower Labyrinth one. Yeah. It could only be a game in itself. But having it been made afterwards, I think I would look forward to seeing more original Kakagure movies if, they, if they're going to make more of them. Um, but yeah, my fi- that's my final thoughts. Like, it, it's good. I mean, I feel bad saying this but like not bad. I just, I went in with no expectations and it really surprised me. So, I mean, like, that's it. That's my final thoughts. Like I went in with no expectations, knowing I liked the anime. And then I came out of it like, this is good. Pleasantly surprised at how good I like this. Same, same. Cause I feel like I only sometimes am into what Kakaguri is. Like, I have to be in a specific mood. So I had actually put off watching the Kakaguri screener because I was just kind of like, I had watched a little bit of an episode of the live action series. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know about this. And so I had, like, super low expectations. And then I sat down to watch. I was like, oh, this is good. This is is actually a really good live action. Um, I do so, have to ask you, mm-hmm. what are your top five adaptations? Because cool. brought that up. Lupin the Third, the one that like that one. I guess, of course, no one's surprised by that one. Oh dang! I feel like I need to look up our show list to like actually do it. But like Lupin the Third, uh, second one, Tokyo Ghoul. Um, ah, oh, Erased. And then we haven't done that one. Orange, 
Yo, oh, but that's my top favorite one. Yes. Okay. No, no, like that's good. We have to yeah. do that one now. Yeah, we have to do that. That's a series, though. We've, we've been planning on, like, oh, yeah. do we, like, watch it all or do we, like, chop it up? But, yeah, Erased. And then... Or, fourth one, Orange. And now this one. Now Kahuguri. So I, I would put it in fifth. Something could knock it down. I'm going to say right now, since I have now called myself a one-piece stand. That that One Piece live action could do it. That Cowboy Bebop starring John Cho could do it. So we shall see. That's cool. Yeah. But what about you? Do you have your top five? Uh, I'm actually... Okay. I ain't got this. I would say my top one... My number one is Roni Kenshin. Mm. Dang, I forgot about them. Yep. Yeah. One is Aroni Kenshin. Two is Tokyo Ghoul. Three is Lupin. They're just all so damn attractive. Um, the Lupin con- agenda. It works. The, I know. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to put Bleach at four. I really liked oh. that Bleach adaptation. Minus, minus, minus the actor they got for Chad. No, well, Chad. Chad is fine, I guess. But no, it's uh, that didn't bother me as much because he visually at least looked like him. Um, Biakia, Biakia Kuchki bugged me because that man was not manly enough to be Biakia. Yeah, but. Uh, but outside of that, that, that one I thought was it was an amazing blend of li- of CG and live action effects and everything like that. And then Orange for five. Yeah. I mean, Bleach is up there for me. And then there's also, uh, I just forgot about it, but dang it. Ace It'll wasn't bad to- either. Oh, no, it wasn't. There's a lot Wait, of we'll, we'll, we'll do a recap. We'll do a recap for episode 50. We'll get drunk. We'll make a drinking game, <laughs> and we'll we'll do a recap. Start sending Just in your pull questions up our episodes. Now. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. If I have the time and the energy, would love to clip together like our final thoughts on each one. <laughs> like oh, just pick gosh. ten of them. Yeah. Uh, we should just revisit the Dragon Ball Evolution episode and just like oh, drag that. Oh no. Not watch it. Not watch it. God no. We're never watching it again. Just drag it. Drag it all to hell. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, that's our. I guess y'all now y'all know our top five as they stand right now. At least a little bonus thing. The fans yeah. Um, um. Well, that's it. That's all I have on Kakagiri. That's all I got too. Like, go watch it when y'all when it comes out near y'all or stream it. <laughs> I forgot it's a pandemic, so <laughs> yes. Madden, it's a Japanese film. It's gonna come on VOD. Oh, you're right. Okay, so y'all got time. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh so i guess if you all want to get involved in the conversation and watch more of our coverage read our articles and everything like that that me and me and should do when we cover anime and manga uh have it over but why podcast.com support but why though on patreon at but why at, at patreon.com slash but why though you can get for one dollar Manga Trash, where me and Nisha just talk about smut for about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, we'll give yep. you smutty recommendations. Uh, the tra- There's a lot of room in the, in the bottom of the trash bin. 
come come join us. It's a dollar. Yep. Patreon.com slash but why though. Um, and then you can follow us on our social media, specifically Twitter at DYHT underscore pod. And you can find me at Oh My Myth Randier. Nisha? And you can also find me there at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA. Um, yeah, come yell at us about anime things yell with us sorry not yell at us yell with us about anime yeah. things right now you can you can tell kate who she should be shipped with oh yes tell her a demon priest uh, demon priest because that's <laughs> if there's a demon priest that's kate's type. that's my brand oh <laughs> uh, but yeah with that let's see i clap so i could like cut this shorter um with that what game would y'all like to play Yumiko in and what, how much money would you lose? Um, who should Kate be shipped with next? And it's Hisoka. Everyone knows it's Hisoka. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and lastly, will I get Kate to watch One Piece? Find out next time on Did You Have To? Did You Bye. Have To is co-produced by Kate Sanchez and Lanisha Campbell. Our intro is done by Dr. Emery Stephen Daniel. And our outro and intro music is by Benjamin Tissot, a.k.a. Ben Sound.